welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. For this episode of Eventful, I had the great pleasure of speaking with Fiona Pelham, who is the CEO of Positive Impact Events, a nonprofit centered on making the event industry more environmentally friendly. Fiona was in New York City to participate in Climate Week, during which she presented recommendations to the UN on how sustainable events are uniquely positioned to lead the charge in addressing climate change and sustainability and educating people to live more sustainable lives. I was invited by NYC and Company to moderate a panel discussion during a sustainable travel conference at the Javits Center. After the session, I had the opportunity to sit down with Fiona and discuss more in depth the important role and responsibility of meetings and events to really lead the charge in containing climate change. It's exciting that you're here at Climate Week. Yes. And the fact that what we're doing as an industry is getting into the UN. Yes. The UN's efforts. Can you explain what that is? I'll explain the the background to that. So this year, the United Nations realized they're not on track to meet the Sustainable Development Goals by 2030. So they said, we want anyone to give us ideas for acceleration. So Positive Impact, we are a neutral not-for-profit. We have memorandums of understanding with a number of UN bodies, and we've been in this area for 15 years. And so we knew we could disrupt, make the industry maybe a little bit uncomfortable, and work towards what the UN call an acceleration action. We got funding from PCMA, IMEX, Oregon Convention Center, Cvent, and Maritz Global Travel to be able to do some work with a few policymakers to look at the 17 Sustainable Development Goals and their targets and look at which ones were relevant for the event industry and then commit to taking some action. First of all, I'll talk about which targets are relevant for the event industry. Well, in theory, every single one of the 17 is because we're the industry that's going to bring people together to find the solutions for those 17 goals. So you could say we're the most important industry for the Sustainable Development Goals. But then we really dug down to find the one goal and the one target that could change the narrative of our industry, and that was goal 4, quality education, and 4.7 target. And 4.7 is what you spoke about today. It's how to educate and inspire people to be able to live in a sustainable way. So 4.7 talks about educating people to live a sustainable life, but it only talks about the people being people in academia, so school children or um, universities. So it's an opportunity for our industry to say, hey, make that goal bigger and we're responsible for it. You know, I think the Event Industry Council say 1.5 billion people a year go to events, Mm -hmm. so our industry is educating them. And imagine if before every event we have the health and safety announcements about where the toilets are and we also say, and by the way, we're 
going to focus on how you can spot signs of human trafficking or we're going to give you advice on shopping locally while you're here or how to use the recycling bins and these are things that people will take away from the event and have a change in the rest of their life that the event has caused. So it's very important for us to find that one goal to focus on and we're going to be doing more work to to change the narrative around the industry there. But we also committed to four different actions and this is really quite high level but I'll, I'll go through the actions. One of them is an annual impact report. So we're going to be saying to the industry, okay, who's measuring anything? Can we all bring it together and can we start something so that the corporates that report on sustainability can also talk about their events? Um, the second thing we committed to was changing the narrative around 4.7, as I've mentioned. The third thing was having 100,000 commitments on this survey that exists. So we've got 7,000 in one month. Can we get 100,000 within a 12-month period? Which we absolutely can, right. with the support of all the media and associations. Um, and then the final commitment, oh, was more resources. So this isn't just us doing it. This is the Events Industry Council Sustainability Centre. This could be all the resources you put in your magazines. It could be Javits doing a best practice case study. But the industry having more resources to understand how to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And have a cohesive plan. Yes. I mean, the cohesive plan is very interesting because... We have some frameworks already as an industry that we could follow. So there is an ISO standard, an international standard for planning a sustainable event. ISO standards are a really big deal because around the world they are the same and they're known, outside of our industry they're known. So we have that standard and we've had it since 2012 but we haven't really adopted it. There's that piece and then there's the piece that wherever our event is held locally and nationally, the infrastructure will be different. So the cohesive approach and the cohesive strategy to me always boils down to we're all going to measure and we're all going to identify what our issues are that's almost the only thing we could say that we could all do Um, and that aligns with the ISO standard as well so what's your challenge in New York what's your challenge in South Africa what's my challenge in the UK identify those challenges and then work towards them and measure and share that and I don't think meeting planners know how to measure how they're doing. So what would you say, you know, step one? Well, the great news is there isn't one correct way to measure. (laughs) So many of the experts I've heard at Climate Week still also don't know how to measure, and there are so many different ways to measure. So step one, I used to do this a long time ago, audit the room. So you're in the room for your meeting room. How many tables, how many chairs, how many bins? An hour later, what's in the bin? What can you see in the bin? Like roughly how many of those things can you see in the bin? I mean, this is really going basic now but when you know what's in your bin you know what waste streams are coming in when you know what materials are in your room you can think all right there's a pen by every chair where did that pen come from what was that pen wrapped in what was that pen made of and then just go step by step through those things we have a few challenges in our industry we're so time poor and you could look back at the history of our industry and how it started if we could start all over again and we could say we are the strategic way for the world to meet the sustainable development goals we should be paid on our strategy and insight rather than on time or commissions that would enable us to to have the ability to to look at things differently the biggest barrier we have right now is everyone saying i don't have the time just tell me tell me the pens to buy quick i haven't got any more time and we're not seen as strategists even though we should be correct 
correct, correct, correct. So I think there's a potential. I always say that we're the canary in the coal mine. The last year I've got way more disruptive with the way I've (laughs) communicated. Um, And it is the canary in the coal mine, especially after this week. It is obvious this is coming and we have a potential huge risk. Any event could get caught tomorrow with the event planner not having thought about these things. Mm -hmm. And it would be the event that would be on the front page. And then it would be no more events. So you mean you've flown these 200 people to this room to give them all these bits of plastic, to give them all that food that's going to be wasted? Well, events should be banned. Mm -hmm. So that's my fear-mongering slant to it. It's like the new excess you know exactly exactly I had a lot of meetings at IMAX America where I was talking about um, funding for a UNFCC framework so that would be the event industry having a framework with UNFCC UNFCC is is the climate change people okay and they do a report every year that says how we keep below 1.5 degrees C and they give recommendations so last year they gave recommendations including use technology more and meet less And then they have the climate conference at the end of the year. So we know a next report is coming out in October. What would be wonderful is if we could get funding from within the industry so that we could do a framework with them. Their report could come out in October. In December at their annual conference, the event industry could be there talking about what we're doing to keep below 1.5 degrees C and how using technology more might not always be the best thing to do. So, But it's very interesting when you're looking for a big chunk of funding to work with the United Nations the approach that our industry has one minute we say we're very big and we have a big impact and the next minute we say well where would that money come from um so we spoke to meetings means business coalition and their feedback was we don't think this is what our members would be interested in right now now this could change any minute or at any time but i think our job as a disruptive not-for-profit is to be rattling those cages right. and saying your time is running out. And the UNFCC uh, person was with me in IMAX, and it was like it was like a bit of therapy for me because he kept saying to people at the meetings, "You don't have to do this, but every industry needs to give targets sooner or later, and you may as well be sooner." But I think that most of the members of meetings mean business. I mean, they're the big hotel companies, the big industry associations, destinations. I think that they all probably do have sustainability initiatives. They do. They do. But they don't see the value of contributing funding to operate as an industry. I think it's that. I think it's the way our industry is set up. We, we often think the leadership is with the associations, but I, I was MPI's International Chair of the Board a few years ago, so I know that the way that the associations are managed is on membership um, income and membership satisfaction. It's not on advocacy. So then we have uh, the Events Industry Council and the Joint Meeting Industry Council, who are the advocacy pieces, but there's still the two different advocacy people who would need to come together to talk to the United Nations. So there's the way our industry is structured that's a challenge, but I think also we are risk-averse and probably scared of this conversation. So most people don't know a lot about it. They just know that this means carbon emissions and we're flying and therefore let's not talk about this. So to the average uh, maybe the average event planner would think it's safer not to talk about I this. think because they, they don't want to draw attention. Exactly, exactly. Whereas the canary in the coal mine scenario is the quicker we draw attention to it, the quicker we have a framework with UNFCC that we also invite aviation partners into, the quicker we can say we're doing that and look at the value of events. Right. Look at the 
impact of when 300 people come together, look at what they learn, look at the best practices exchange. And the economic impact. Well, the economic yeah. impact as well. Interestingly, that is becoming less and less, in, well, in the field I work, less and less important and interesting. So this week in Climate Week, it's all about the future millennials and what they're buying and how they want to buy things that are value-based. Right. So if our industry doesn't have a conversation around face-to-face meetings is good because here's the values that we provide, mm-hmm. then that's a marketplace that potentially doesn't want to meet. I did a lovely webinar for Global Meeting Industry Day with four young protesters, and one of them was 14, and I said, can you imagine going to a conference in the future? You'll get a pay rise, you might see your friends, you'll go to a new place. And her response was, but I, I couldn't get on a plane for my job. So my job can't be more important than the rest of the planet. Wow. So that's what we're up against. Yes. <laughs> and it's so easy for us to just be too busy to see that. Uh-huh. And I think, yeah, I mean, part of the, the charter of the Meetings Mean Business Coalition is to come up with a dialogue to challenge those type of thoughts. Exactly. That, that, you know, meetings literally mean business. Exactly. It's a good investment in business. Yes. And we can do it in a more sustainable way yes. so that there's actually still a positive impact. Correct, correct. And I guess the, the question is, is it a proactive or a reactive uh, stance? And that's where within the media you've got a huge opportunity to change the conversation around this and to encourage um, the event industry to be more proactive with what they're saying. So traditionally people have been scared around media, not not just you, but you know, <laughs> global media, because people will say, oh, you said this, but there's a plastic bottle here. Or you said you were doing good, but you flew everybody in. Right. So it's about encouraging a bit of a safe space where there is no one right thing. No one knows mm-hmm. what to do. Just get doing something. Yeah. And then let's have partnerships happening with the key people like the UN where we can be learning from them and feeding back into them. Um, I'll tell you an interesting side story. We made an app with Monterey County Convention Bureau about plastic, and it was to help people attending events mm-hmm. say where they saw plastic. Oh. And the feedback we had from the event organizers was like, no, no, we don't want this. Because they knew that plastic was at their events, and they didn't want to be called out for mm-hmm. having it there. But we can't remove plastic from events. We can't remove plastic from an average house. So, yes, it's about being able to work together and, and be okay with making mistakes. And Anything else you would advise meeting professionals who, who don't, maybe don't have the support of their key stakeholders to initiate yeah. sustainability efforts? I think that's a great question, and I think this area is changing very quickly. So if you were an event organizer now in a big corporate company and you felt you didn't have the support of your boss or the marketing department maybe, I would even encourage you to to be going straight to the CEO because if you look at uh, the Business Roundtable in the U.S. just launched um, a commitment saying business is now about more than just shareholder return. If you look at the FTSE and the Dow, the number of companies that report on sustainability within that, you'll be seen as forward-thinking if you are going to the CEO and saying, hey, I think we should do something about this. We know that an event brings a brand to life. So every event organizer should be looking at what their brand is doing around sustainability and replicating that in the meetings. So I would definitely encourage that. Some other like quick wins, I would say... The Positive Impact Ambassador community is great. We give free resources, so I'd always encourage people to join that. People, uh, get involved with your local associations. The associations are all doing more and more about sustainability. Mm-hmm. But then maybe if I tell you a few things that are coming up on the horizon. Please. 
Um, so UNICEF UK ha- want to do some work around planning an event with the consideration of human rights. Okay. So over the next year, there'll be more conversations around what are human rights? What does planning an event have to do with anyone's human rights? And we kicked that off at IMAX America and had a really interesting roundtable session about that. And the people that sat down thinking, this is nothing to do with me, and left thinking, whoa, I see my job completely differently now. So that's on the horizon. Uh, GES are looking at a circular economy piece, so understanding all the materials they use and how they could source them differently or do different things with them. There is an initiative at IBTM World, UN Environment, where the bigger um, companies within the supply chain are brought together behind closed doors to talk about what could you commit to. So it would be great to keep in contact with you and keep mm-hmm. telling you about these things. Absolutely, so you can keep telling the stories. Absolutely, I think that it's our, it's everybody's responsibility to yes. get louder. <laughs> yes, definitely, and take action. Definitely, you know, we, we don't want to be reactive. I think no. we want to be as an industry proactive. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and a platform where we're educating all our, of our participants in Absolutely. order to live a more sustainable life, Absolutely. not just in the convention center. And one yeah. resource that will probably be really useful for you is the survey itself, so you can play around with it and see what the different ideas for commitments are, what And the where do I find that are. survey? Events.myworld2030.org. Okay. So if you were doing a plan of content, you could look at the different goals and okay. maybe do a different focus on a different goal. Right. And so meeting planners can take that with their events in mind. Yes. And exactly. they'll get a sense of how to improve. Yes, exactly. Okay. They'll be able to make commitments and that will help them understand where they need to learn and what they need to measure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, thank Fiona. I look forward to continuing the conversation. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for listening to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. Be sure to rate and review us and subscribe. Check back for new episodes soon.